0: Hi, I'm Jenna, and I'm Mark, and you're listening
1: to Cincinnati Zoo Tales. Hey, everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Cincinnati Zoo Tales. We're recording a special episode today, Jenna. What are you calling it?
0: It's the BB Baby Bonus episode.
1: BB Baby Bonus, I love it. I love it.
0: I'm a little excited about that name. <sighs> I'm BB excited. Baby Bonus episode. We've gotten so many questions about BB and her pregnancy, so. As two hippo keepers that host this podcast, I feel like we have to do an update.
1: Yes, the city's dying to know, for sure, as many details as we can divulge. So I figured we'd kind of just start talking about the brief timeline and kind of how we came about finding everything out. And then we do have some questions that were submitted via social media, Facebook, Instagram, that kind of stuff that we'll try and hit on at the end. Um, But you're the hippo primary keeper. Do you want to kind of go through your timeline and story of how you figured everything out?
0: Yeah, so a lot of this people probably know about, but again, there are so many questions, and obviously not everyone catches every single post yeah. and, and thing we share. So in the past, we've mentioned that you know Tucker was brought here for him to have the opportunity to have what we're calling roommates or you know bloat <laughs> members, members of his you know family, a pod, and also for the potential for him and BB to breed. BB is still young. She's only had one calf, Fiona, and uh, same with Tucker. And he's only sired one calf so far. Well, he, one and a half so far. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, we, we weren't planning on BB getting pregnant this soon, though. There's a lot that goes into introducing animals and making sure that they get along and they're you know happy with their situation. And and so we were planning on managing the three of them for a while. And BB was put on contraceptive or birth control. And for whatever reason, that d- did not work, and Tucker was able to get BB pregnant. And um,
1: nature finds a way. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes, we keep
0: saying that. So, you know, again, we didn't plan this. We were hoping to have just three hippos for a little while, just so that we could, you know, get them all settled in and managing three hippos. You know, something that we have down and doing it really well. But I was
1: saying, adjustment period for us as much as the animals, just getting used to Tucker and having him in and managing the pack or the sorry or the pod with three but
0: right yeah and like it just we needed some time to help tucker you know get acclimated and re- build relationships and we will still do that but you know a baby is going to be really exciting and mm. take a little bit more of our time so we're rolling with it and we're excited now don't don't get me wrong we were a little scared we were throwing some glasses <laughs> around back and forth when when that ultrasound showed a baby hippo on it but <laughs> anyway so um no we weren't planning this we were um you know Always monitoring BB though and their behaviors, and she was on birth control, but we usually can tell when she's cycling, just like humans. It's about once a month, every 28 days or so, and for hippos, there isn't any bleeding. There's nothing obvious, so we look for these different behaviors that individuals will do, and some that BB do, um, or some that BB does are huffing or blowing out of her nose and she just kind of becomes a little bit more lazy and not as food motivated and she'll just lay and breathe heavily out of her nose. I don't really know how to explain it. I wish I could show you a video. Um, but it's just like, and sometimes she'll do it for hours at a time. She also becomes really submissive. So that helps for breeding. So if the female is submissive to a male when she is, you know, Receptive and and able to get pregnant, it allows for less fighting and, you know, they get along mm-hmm. better. But we'll notice, before, or we noticed before Tucker arrived, that Fiona would become quite obnoxious and Bibi would allow her to bite her tail constantly and yeah. she was just really submissive towards fiona so um we would look for those behaviors i mentioned like a little less food motivated a little less quick to get out of the pool if food is offered that sort of thing so
1: i think that's usually the first thing i notice is she's a, just a little bit standoffish and it's hard to motivate her to get her to move where you would like her to move with food like she's normally will follow you for food anywhere and when she's cycling it's like She doesn't really care so much about lettuce or squash or cucumber, whatever you have. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So it's definitely something that we can see like visibly, um, just through her behaviors, which I've mentioned before is my favorite part of the job is like getting to know these animals and building these relationships and figuring out who they are and how they work. So, um, you know, Tucker joined us in, in September and, um, we noticed BB cycling for the next few months and then, You know, December came around and it was noticed that she was cycling. We were seeing those behaviors and she was being submissive and, you know, receptive to Tucker, but because we can't watch them 24 seven, you know, we aren't constantly being able to see them. We are behind the scenes doing a lot of work. There's always crowds. Um, no one did on our team specifically see breeding Mm -hmm. between Tucker and BB. Um, but it was noted that she was cycling and he was very very interested in her and then you know january went by i didn't notice her cycling but i'm not here myself every day of the week there's a chance sure. you know like i just didn't see it it was on my weekend or my closing or you take shift or whatever it yeah, may be of course yeah. and then february rolls around i didn't see it again i'm like okay that's it's kind of weird but and nobody noted it in the notebook so we take lots of notes mm. and nobody mentioned it and I was like, this is kind of weird. But again, it, it could have happened on my weekend. Mm-hmm. So March comes around and I'm like, okay, what's going on? I, this doesn't seem normal. Somebody should have written it down. Maybe somebody saw it and they just forgot to make a note. So I started asking the team and nobody had remembered seeing her showing any of these behaviors, um, January, February or March. So we decided to, well, Lisa, our coworker, was like, you know, she could be pregnant, and of course, I knew that, like, yeah, but I didn't want to say that out loud, and I didn't, <laughs> I truly didn't really believe it. I'm like, no,
1: we just she's on birth control, surely something else is going her on yeah, maybe, now
0: that she's on birth control. That was
1: my thought process, was like, you know, birth control can kind of mess with human cycles as well. And I was like, maybe BB's just having a reaction to it of some sort, and that's what it was at play, but. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was. Thinking. <laughs> that wasn't the case. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. So we're like, well, it's she's trained for ultrasounds. Wendy Rice, our coworker, um, worked with Jesse, with Dr. Jesse Watusik, um, and they did the first ever that we know of Nile hippo ultrasound way back in 2016, before Fiona was born, when Bibi was first pregnant. Um, so Bibi's a rock star, and we haven't trained for an ultrasound in almost six years mm-hmm. now. But why not try it? And of course, she was fantastic um and you know participated with ease so we called our our scientists at crew and had them come down on april 1st and we didn't see a baby bb did participate but i mean they have two inch thick skin then they have some fat it's on their belly these scientists are literally crouched down on their knees i was about to say
1: will you just talk about the general setup of what the ultrasound looks like because a lot of people are like And myself included, when I found out that you guys were doing... Ultrasounds on a hippo. I was like, this is insane. How does this work?
0: Right. They're like, so dangerous. They yeah. can be right. Obviously we've never seen aggression from our hippos, but they can be very dangerous. We have to treat them that way. Um, so BB was trained to lean into a gate. She, um, you know, has her entire left side up against this gate as close as possible to us, but we have that as protection. And then somebody is on the other side of a gate in front of her face and they are feeding her. And we do have, uh, videos of this happening, on the Cincinnati zoo's YouTube page, or if you wanted to scroll a million years back, you can (laughs) find it on Facebook too. Um, but so BB leans into a gate, she's being rewarded the entire time with food in front of her. And then myself, um, I'm asking her to lean in. So I'm kind of back by her tail or her back end.
1: You're kind of guiding her. Yes. Yeah. yeah, And
0: just kind of watching um, our scientists because it is a precarious situation they're in. So Mm. there's a gate and they're reaching between, you know, like an 18 inch gap underneath her legs with their head, like really next to like a gate and a hippo stomach and, you know, they can move and it it can be dangerous. So my job is to get BB in the correct position, hopefully keep her there and watch out for the scientists and their safety. And they're literally, like, kneeling. They have their ultrasound machine with them. And then imagine, like, reaching up under a giant animal and holding, like, a five-gallon... Not a five-gallon. Like, a gallon of milk, let's say. Yeah. Like, you're pressing up as hard as you can into their belly, trying to find the right spot between... Like, kind of between their legs and where their belly meets, like... Um, and they're just pushing. Like, their arms are shaking. They're, like, having to push in this yeah. really weird position. It's a
1: workout yes. for them, yes.
0: Yes. And it's... Yeah, so it's uncomfortable. And um, But, yeah, BB tolerates it so well. She gets fed snacks the whole time. And she's a really good girl. And the scientists are obviously really good at what they do. Um, but doing an ultrasound on a hippo is not the same as a human. No! <laughs> so the first time it was, you know... They were trying it out. They didn't see anything. Um, no baby, at least we didn't find that. And we decided since we couldn't confirm or deny that she was pregnant, just because we didn't see anything, we would try it again. So on April 5th, we tried another ultrasound and we did in fact, see a baby and it's so crazy ultrasounds. I look at them. I'm like, how do you know that's a bladder? How do you know that's something? Um, And there are so many things I don't know, but it was really obvious. Like there was a baby in there, no question. So I could see it. We saw um, what I think was like, you know, the spine or um, the ribs sort of, and we shared that ultrasound and you could just tell that it was, there was a little baby Baby inside. (laughs) So yeah, we've um, continued to do those ultrasounds almost weekly just to kind of monitor it for baby's sake the baby's sake and also just for hippo information in general to have all of that so they're able to measure the uterus and see that it's growing um you know by millimeters but Mm. still it's growing and it's um, very
1: interesting data to collect because this data has never been collected on a regular basis before for a hippo so
0: exactly and when we started getting the ultrasound images of fiona they only were able to do like two more before she was born so it's you know, we don't even have tons of data from Fiona, mm-hmm. so this will be really helpful since she came so early.
1: So you mentioned the first ultrasound was on April 1st where we didn't find anything. On April 1st, one of our coworkers had shared a message, an April Fool's message, saying BB was pregnant with twins. And, like, I knew it wasn't real, but at the same time you have that split second where you're, like, panicking, like, twins. Like, right. what is going on? This is madness. And then I'm like, wait, it's April 1st, yeah. it's April 1st. Surely this <laughs> isn't real. So, like... I was kind of thinking, like, this was another just April Fool's prank on April <laughs> On April like, like,
0: <laughs> Mark was feeding BB, and I'm just, like, looking at him with these crazy eyes, like, yes, she's pregnant, and you didn't believe me.
1: I was like, surely Jenna's not being for real over there. <laughs> like, I couldn't see the monitor or the screen or anything, because I was at BB's face. But I was like, then finally, after after the training session ended, and seeing the monitor and seeing the images was... It's nerve-wracking, but exciting, and all the above. Like, I wanted to ask you, as someone who's parented a human child, like, actually a real parent. I'm not a parent. I like to think I'm an animal parent. But I'm not a real parent. How does this compare, like, excitement-wise?
0: Oh, jeez. I mean, it's completely different, right? So, oh.
1: I just can't imagine being more excited than I am right now. I'm oh, pumped. I can't wait. I can't
0: wait. <laughs> oh, no, it's definitely different being a parent. It'd be much more exciting, but much more stressful. There's so much more to worry about. And you're like, oh my gosh, my life is about to change 24-7. Whereas this, I have a team of people to help and yeah. it won't be 24-7. And I don't have to make sure this baby hippo turns into a decent human being. and <laughs> <laughs> It's healthy and all of that. Of course, I care so much if this baby is healthy and um, does really well. I mean, it's so close. There's tons of excitement, but Mm. it's just completely different. The support system is a lot different. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like not quite the commitment where this Mm. human child is, you know, I'm committed to for life, where eventually I'll retire (laughs) (laughs) or this baby could leave and it's no longer mine or baby can take care of it, that sort of thing. So it is a little different, but very, very exciting. I won't lie though, like, I was shocked and a little terrified to find out BB is pregnant. A lot of it was because she was on birth control. And I was worried that would possibly harm this calf. So um, our scientists of course are wonderful and explained that this is a progesterone based birth control. And that actually is a hormone that can help support and is supplemented for humans and other animals to help sustain pregnancy. So it should not have caused any harm to this baby. And so far of course it seems that it hasn't yeah. because it's growing and we've seen heartbeat and everything seems to be going really well. So that brings me to one of the most common questions we get is are we worried about BB having another preterm or premature baby? And there's really no way of us knowing. BB is the mm-hmm. one and only hippo that we know of that has been truly documented to have a premature hippo calf.
1: And it's hard <sighs> to say right cuz first-time moms in the wild there are it's not too uncommon for them to have issues during pregnancy. So it's hard to say if it was just bad luck on BB's first pregnancy or if it's something she's genetically predisposed for whatever reason to have premature babies. There's so many unknowns, it's almost impossible for us to say.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we can't yeah. answer that for sure. We don't know what caused Fiona to be born early. We have an idea it could be something to do with progesterone levels. Um so the best we can do is support her. So we mm-hmm. BB is getting um, progesterone hormone supplements and she will until, you know, a little before she is due, which, um, I didn't mention that breeding did happen in in December, um, mid December. So our best guess for BB's due date is August 15th. So we're hoping for an August baby. Um, we are prepared about eight months. Yes. Gestation period is eight months, which is incredible for the size of these animals to only have an eight month gestation. You know, elephants are 22 months, giraffe rhinos, you know, sort of similar sized animals are 15 months. So it's very quick. The fetus develops really quickly. Um, but we're very excited because we're already over halfway there with BB. So we don't have to wait too long. And you know, again, we are so excited. So it's it's not too much um, anticipation or for too long, but, um, yeah, so we were a little bit worried about BB. We still are a little bit. The only thing I can say that brings me peace of mind is If she does come early or go early, if BB has a baby early, we finally know exactly what to do for the most part. You know, like the last time it was so stressful and so scary and we were just rolling day by day. Of course, we had our our vet staff that could, you know, take information from other animals that they've worked with, but premature babies aren't that common, Mm -hmm. especially in the animal world that survive enough that you can hand raise them.
1: Sure, because in the wild, you know, if if an animal has a premature baby like that, the mom's not going to stick around to rear it and take care of it. That baby's just going to pass away, unfortunately. Right.
0: So, yeah, this is, you know, Fiona was a first-time thing, but now we have all sorts of notes. We know the formula. We know how to milk Mm. a baby. We can do all sorts of things. So, at least there's that, but we are doing everything that we can to... um, help if it is something hormonal related so yeah. hopefully though it was just a fluke uh, one in a million fiona chance and this baby and, will be full term yeah this
1: baby ends up full term so that's um another question i've kind of heard raised is like will we be hand-rearing this one like we did with fiona obviously <laughs> if it's full term and if it's healthy then no, ideally, in an ideal world, this baby's full term is completely healthy, and BB is able to raise this baby. We don't need to intervene or anything like that. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen again. I know Fiona's exciting and fun, but scary as can be, as you can attest to, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will be... Missing those hippo snuggles and being able to have it <laughs> run around the kitchen and chase us and stuff. That was an incredible experience. But I think it'll be so neat to see BB as a mom because she's such a wonderful hippo and she's so good to Fiona, even though we did hand raise her. And obviously, it'll be 100% better for the baby and BB mm-hmm. and 100% less stressful for us. But really cool to see BB just get to do it on her own. So for so many reasons, we really, you know, of course want it to be a full term baby, but there were things about, you know, Fiona as a baby that we got to do that I'll, I'll be wishing I could do (laughs) for sure. Definitely. But yeah, we will not be hand raising the calf unless it's medically necessary.
1: Gotcha. And then another question we get very commonly, do we know the gender? Is it going to be a boy or a girl?
0: so that goes back to the ultrasound like it's incredible that we're getting these images and if anybody has seen the most recent um foot picture we shared little baby hippo feet which is my favorite ultrasound photo we've ever captured and um it is so hard to do i mentioned they are on their knees pushing up with all their strength against bb's belly and trying to get this shot and the bb the bb the baby can move uh, you know like and you're going through big. 4 to 5
1: inches of skin yes. and fat and all this yeah yeah
0: it's so difficult to even get a good image let alone um be able to see anything that detailed and also male hippo's genitalia is internal so i don't even know what kind of like uh, technology you would need to be able yeah. to tell that from these ultrasounds this is just um, checking the health and welfare of the baby and making sure that, you know, it's still growing essentially mm-hmm. and still alive. So no, we do not know the gender. We will not know the gender until the baby is born, and there's a really good chance that BB won't even let us get near this baby and get a good enough view of it to yeah. know the gender for a couple weeks or maybe even longer. So no, we don't know the gender. That's fine. It's, we're it'll excited be, to Yeah, hear that. it'll be we're... another extra surprise <laughs> yeah. once the baby shows up. So. Yeah, we're yeah. excited to hear I'm all that. about Team Green. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so then another question we get commonly is, obviously adding a fourth member, we've got a great hippo blow right now with three. It's going to grow by one. How is this going to affect our current hippo pod? Is it going to, does this mean we have to send someone out? Are we going to knock down the habitat and build a whole new exhibit for them? What does all this mean?
0: Oh gosh, let's you know, <laughs> let's add on a whole another area and make it even bigger. That sounds great. But no, um, you know, we're a little bit landlocked here at the <laughs> Cincinnati zoo, But um this means that the calf will in the future be a part of the species survival program and go to another zoo. Um I can say that with like ninety percent certainty that um this calf will stay with us for a few years. Uh, Depending on the gender, we'll kind of determine if it stays shorter or longer. Uh, A male would leave sooner just because adult males don't necessarily want juvenile males around. You know, they are territorial. If it's a female calf and everyone is doing well, it could stay much longer um, depending on the needs of hippo populations and zoos. So um, because people would riot if Fiona left and we would, uh, you know, just not survive without her here <laughs> um she you know 99 percent positive will spend her entire life here in cincinnati she belongs here she's a princess yeah. uh bb and tucker we would love to keep here so they don't have to move again as adults um they should have their forever homes here i can't say that with 100 percent certainty but that is our goal and most likely what will happen so and it makes sense to send a smaller animal yeah and they would go away from their parents it's not like we would be ripping a family apart. It would be natural for this calf to move on and find, you know...
1: Find their own bloat. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So,
0: um, like I said, especially a male would go off on their own. So the calf, the future calf, will probably be leaving us, you know, in a couple of years. Um, I know a lot of people are, are worried about that. We do have this space for four hippos. Um, it'll obviously be a little bit trickier when we're training and such, because we do have to separate them and have, you know, some space for humans to stand safely and that sort of thing, but it'll just require more shifting hippos in general, love to be right on top of one another. I'm sure you've all seen Bibi and Fiona sleeping on top of each other. And they're used to that in the wild. They, you know, will pack in hundreds of hippos into one small watering hole or whatever they, you know, whatever space they have. So we're not, we're not super worried about that and we can house four. so we'll be good for a while.
1: We'll make it work. It might be a little bit tricky maneuvering around in the barn, but we'll make it work with four. It'll be fun. It'll be a new challenge for us. Yes, (laughs) it will be. Yeah. Um, Another question that we get, will there be an opportunity for visitors, fans, whoever, to suggest names for this baby? How do animals really get named in zoos? I get that question in general all the time by family and friends and everything.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, there are many ways animals get named. So there's... No way of knowing exactly what we'll do with this calf. Um, every once in a while, the keepers get to name the animals, which, don't get me wrong, I'm hoping for that. It's, you know, <laughs> it's special to us. But it's special for us, for Yes. Sure. Um, sometimes the keepers will pick, like, our top four favorite names, and then, you know, fans or visitors or you know, everyone on Facebook can vote. So sometimes it's like a group effort every once in a while. It's, you know, somebody makes an amazing donation to support the zoo and they get to choose a baby's name. Mm -hmm. Um, a Johnny Joe is an example of that. So there are many ways that animals get named these big, like popular, well-known ones sometimes, um, you know, do get their names voted on, but we definitely are not to that point yet. We haven't decided or discussed that as a team and, and sometimes uh, we don't really have a say. We don't know if it'll be up to us keepers or not. Yeah. But
1: And before, I don't know, as, as a keeper, like, that's not something that I've really even thought of yet. Like,
0: oh, my yeah. primary
1: focus is, like, let's make sure this baby is healthy and doing well. Let's find out if it's a boy or a girl. And then maybe let's start thinking about names. Like, that is way down the road for me personally. But, yeah.
0: I get it. It's yeah. exciting, though. It's it fun, is exciting. It's fun <laughs> yeah. to think about what Fiona's <laughs> sibling will be named. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Definitely. Another question we get about Fiona specifically. How do you think she's going to react to being a big sister? I mean, Fiona is the star of the city, the center of attention. She's a ham. She eats all of it up. How do you think she's going to handle being a big sister? Maybe not getting... She's always going to get the spotlight, but maybe getting a second person or a second hippo to share the spotlight (laughs) with.
0: (laughs) I think she's going to be great. I think she will be really playful and excited to have like a high-energy hippo around her, You know, she's letting BB relax and rest and kind of playing more with Tucker these days, which is really fun to see that he's warming up to her and understanding that she's not, like, trying to bother him. She just likes him and wants to hang out (laughs) with him. Um, So I think, you know, oh, my gosh, how cute is it going to be to see them together? No, I don't think Fiona will lose any spotlight, and she'll continue getting all the snacks and all the tours and everything, so I don't think it'll phase her one bit. It will be interesting to see, like, if, she'll, if she continues napping, like, right on top of B.B., she always, like, cuddles into that, like, between B.B.'s neck and shoulder, like, her... A little nook, yeah. yeah. little <laughs> nook in her neck. Um, it'll be interesting to see if B.B. has one on either side, or if, you oh, know, Oh, could Fiona, you imagine? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe the baby will cuddle with Fiona. Um, but, yeah, I think Fiona will be a really good big sister. What do you think?
1: I think the same thing. I think Fiona is going to be so excited to have another hippo to play with. Like, she constantly bugs B.B. to play. And now that we have Tucker... She'll bug Tucker all the time to play, and as hippos, they're nocturnal, so they're sleeping all de- mostly all the day, unless we give them some snacks or give them some treats, whatever it may be, but they spend most of the day sleeping as adults, so Fiona, I think, is sometimes bored as can be out there, looking for someone to play with, like, she'll bug her mom, she'll chase some fish and tilapia around,
0: <laughs> Yeah. so
1: I, I think she'll be really happy, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think she'll uh, she'll keep this little one busy, for sure, which will be a lot of fun, because everyone's going to want to see the the baby but another question we hadn't um we get a lot but i haven't talked about yet is when will people get to see the baby you know like will they be separated will they get to be together and in the wild the mothers will kind of go off on their own they'll find a safe shallow area away from the bloat and give birth so that the baby can get to the surface easily they can only hold their breath for about 30 seconds when they're born so they need to be able to get to the surface quickly and often um And so they'll kind of go away on their own for like two weeks. The mom and baby will bond. And then when the baby, you know, has a better grasp of things and, you know, can hold its breath a little bit longer and can move quickly and all of that, the mom will bring the baby back to the bloat. So we are going to mimic that the best we can as long as we see the signs of labor and, um, you know, it doesn't shock us or surprise us somehow. We will most likely separate BB, we haven't even decided whether or not she'll be inside or outside. These are all things that um, we will talk about as a team and determine what's best for her. Of course, inside we have a little bit more control. We can lower the pools, we can keep them at a, mm-hmm. a lower depth, we can monitor better with cameras. Um, but they, we will separate Fiona and Tucker from BB and Baby for about two weeks. If everything goes well, we should be able to put them back together quickly, at least Fiona. Tucker, we might just practice a little more safety because he is so large. He's shown us nothing but gentle, patient behavior yeah. so far, so I'm not actually super concerned about that, but just size and BB's comfort will really determine all yeah. of this, right? So we'll be watching Bebe and her behaviors and how she responds when Fiona's around. We'll do all the things we did when we introduced Fiona to Bebe and Henry, like we will have howdy gates and all sorts of things where uh we're watching to see if BB's fine with them eating next to her and if she's choosing to sleep next to Fiona mm-hmm. and with a gate between them. And once we see those behaviors then we can go ahead and, you know, put them back together. So we will try and mimic at least the two weeks for them together and then depending on what we see from BB we'll determine how quickly everyone will be back together as a group. So yeah. that's definitely something that we will be discussing more and we'll have a birth plan and all sorts of things that it's funny because we literally had finished the birth plan for Fiona's birth and put it on our, our boss's desk to review and approve for us like the week or day before Fiona was born. <laughs> so we're not doing one until at least like July. <laughs> um, no, but there those are details that we'll definitely think very you know hard about and make sure we do what's best. But obviously, you don't always know if if Phoebe's inside for some reason and underwater, showing signs of labor we won't be able to see her. So yeah. there are ways we could miss it, but we will obviously be very vigilant and paying a lot of attention to her. And there's a chance we won't see the baby born because if she has her baby in the water like hippos typically do, and she's inside, we will not be able to see under the water. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I have no idea why baby BB gave birth on land with Fiona, but yeah. it saved her life. So I'm glad she did. It was a
1: miracle that she did, but yeah. no real explanation for it. Yeah. But like you said... We're talking birth in sometime early, mid-August, and then two to three-ish weeks, as long as everything goes smoothly. Obviously, that's all very contingent on how BB's behaving and how she's handling everything. But potentially, early September, maybe you could come to the zoo and get a glimpse of it. Yeah. As long as everything goes smoothly. Knock on wood.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. We will see how it goes. Hopefully, it's sooner than later and everything goes well. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah.
1: I feel like you've got enough karma built up that we're due for an easy hippo birth <laughs> after this last one. I hope so. Yes,
0: definitely. Oh, man. But at least we're a little more prepared this time.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like you said, if something does go sideways for whatever reason, we're not in uncharted waters this time navigating on a whim. We've got a plan. We can look back at all the notes with Fiona and everything. So definitely. we're as prepared as we can be. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think we covered a lot of our BB baby, BB baby bonus episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Hopefully we answered everyone's questions. Again, you can follow along on Facebook and Instagram for more information and updates, but uh, fingers crossed for a healthy baby come August. And a happy bloat afterwards.
1: Hopefully everyone's as excited as we are. I'm sure people are. And like Jenna said, if you can, follow along. We'll be doing roughly an ultrasound a week. Or, you know, depending on who's off, off days and PTO and that kind of stuff. Sometimes it ends up being every two weeks. But we're trying to do an ultrasound every week. And if we get good images, we may share them. That's not a guarantee because, as Jenna said, this process is really tricky. We might do an ultrasound and not get any good images to share. So we'll see. But... Feel free to follow along for some updates throughout. Yeah, Yeah. we're excited.
0: Definitely. And we'll hopefully get a a video out there of us doing an ultrasound on BB here soon. But if not, you can find an old one from her past ultrasounds with Fiona on the YouTube, the Zoo's YouTube channel. There you go. All right. Well, awesome. Hope you guys have all your questions answered now and are excited um just as excited
1: as we are. Yep, thanks for joining us for the BB Baby Bonus episode. Uh, <laughs> I got it that time. I it.
0: <laughs> thanks everyone. Have a Take good care. one. Take care.